everybody, you did one hell of a job. And the only thing else I got to say is, how about them Cowboys? Yeah! It's Talking Boys with the Boys. Cowboys familiar. What's up? This is Talking Boys with the Boys, and we're back again with some of that Cowboys fuego. But first, a little business. Please take a minute to share and subscribe. Leave us a rating and a review wherever you find this pod. Five stars and a couple of sentences on why you love this pod would be greatly appreciated. And now, the conglomerate, the panel of homies. I'm your host, Adam Y., along with my co-host, Mark D, also known as the long-lost little brother to Jack Reacher. This is Andres, a.k.a. Dreezy. Dreezy. And I'm Stevie J. Hit me up on Twitter, Stevie J P T X. Yo, what's happening, fellas? What's going on? Back at it, back at it, back at it. How you fellas doing? We about to have us a little screw party in this red Prius over here if you want to join us. No, you're not going anywhere near that Prius, okay? Here's what we're talking about. We're talking about a bunch of hobos with fingers in each other's pooper in a stranger's car with talk radio playing really loud. It's going to be a nice evening. Well, we're not participating in that. We have no interest. Let me rephrase it. We got a jar of old mustard, and we got a poodle, and we're just going to get in there, and we're going to put some D's and some A's. Hey, are you Dirty Mike and the boys? How do you know who we are? You left a note in that car. You turned my beautiful Prius into a nightmare. We are going to have sex in your car. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah. Hell yeah, man. Hey, we got a lot of shit to discuss today, man. A lot of stuff popping out uh, over the last couple of days. Also, Stephen Jones opens his mouth again. But you know what? Mark, why don't you bring us in with some Cowboys news, dog? What's good, Cowboys Nation? Look good, feel good, feel good, pod good. Let's go looking for fucking dinner. Our cowboy staff is in Indianapolis for the NFL meat market. I mean, combine this weekend. And this Mm -hmm. is the first step to the draft and finally getting some of these great college players paid over the table instead of just under. It's been reported that the Cowboys coaching staff could have a much shorter commute to next year's event, given that along with Los Angeles and Indianapolis, Dallas is under consideration to host the Combine in 2023. Let's hope it, we get it, and let's hope it gets better than the Ice Bowl we hosted in 2011. The city and team officially awarded the bid will be finalized this spring. The Cowboys head cuck in charge, sorry, also known as his cuckness, sorry, the king of cucking, my bad, Stephen Jones released a statement regarding Amari Cooper and his contract situation. It's yeah. too early for me to address that. Conversations are ongoing. I don't want to address any of that as far as the details are concerned. Jones also states that the Cowboys haven't ruled out using the franchise tag this offseason, and it doesn't look very likely that in the game of free agency, we're going all in or looking to spend big money. Big mm. fucking surprise here, right? So basically, Steven likes to hear himself talk, and here's a few quotes that keep us relevant and newsworthy. In other words, more smoke up our asses. So back to you, baby. <laughs> Hell yeah, hell yeah, man. Well, speaking of oh Stephen Jones, let me bring in. Let me let me. You know what I want to talk about today, man, fellas. I, I we have another. We we have the. I want to talk about the head coach. I mean the head coach. Actually, mm-hmm. should your head coach have a relationship with his star players slash leaders of the team, and is it okay for him 
to pawn those relationships off on coordinators. But let's, and this is, I'm referring to the, the Mike Parsons, Rich Eisen interview where he gloated about Quinn and didn't really, or had to search deep actually for Mike McCarthy. We got a lot of shit on Twitter for, for, uh, you know, maybe, maybe starting some shit, I guess, or, or, yeah, that thread uh, went deep. Or, or searching for deep content on a Saturday or, uh, or as, in other words, as the hoes would say, controversy. But yeah, man, mm-hmm. I, uh, but we all know, look, fellas, we all know that, that yes, of course, your, your star players on each, on each side of the ball are definitely having, um, relationships with their coordinators. That's, that's a, that's a, uh, duh. But to say our head coach, Mike McCarthy, does not want to or does not need to have a relationship with his star players. I don't give a fuck about 33 to 53. I'm talking about your star players and leaders of this team. Uh, what do you guys think? Yeah, man. I mean, it's it actually pretty alarming. Not only that uh, Micah had to dig deep for something positive to say on, on Fat Mike, but it was more alarming to see how many Cowboy fans thought it was a non-issue because – and then they all – they always had the same thing to say. They're like, well, he doesn't have relations with everyone on the team. We're not talking about everyone on the team. Like you said, exactly. we're not talking about – guy 40 through 53 we're not talking about the third string special teamer we're not talking about Mm -hmm. luke gifford we're not talking about mcquade and all those other guys respect to them but i don't care if mccarthy doesn't talk to those guys but i need my head coach as lazy as he is i need him to have a relationship with the best defensive player on the team one of the best defensive players in the league and probably the best player on the team period with the teeth Period. Fat Mike Mike needs to, and I'm not saying they got to go have dinner and and this and that and, 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 you know, play with his kids and shit. Mm -hmm. But I mean, for, to not have a relationship with the, with, with one of the faces of your franchise, like, I mean, I mean, what, if, if it's not Dak, who honestly is the face of the franchise? I mean, I think it's quickly becoming Micah Parsons. Yeah, it's absolutely. not Zeke. It's not CD Lamb. It's not. It's not Tank. I don't think. Yeah, like, facts. Yeah, I mean, so it's 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 uh, it was pretty alarming, man. And I, it was just another reason for me just to hate Fat Mike and can't wait <laughs> until he gets out of there, man. Stephen, uh, having a relationship with with the the players to have an actual voice in your locker room, should we be worried? Man, I think it's important to have a relationship with the. Best players on your team, maybe the most important players on your team. Like you said, man, I mean, y'all nailed it already. Mm-hmm. You got to at least have some rapport with them, you know. Yep. And I understand, that, like, there's hands-off coaches at every level. I mean, high school football has hands-off coaches. The relationships with each and every player, that kind of does belong to the coordinator. Like, I, I agree to an extent, like – the coordinators are the ones who are responsible for being more of the friendly chummy guy with the players and all of that. While the coach is more of like the fatherly figure, you know, maybe he's not out there playing catch all the time because you got a brother that you can play catch with. So dad's inside. He ain't really paying much attention. He's just trying to pay the bills and everything, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, to a degree, but also Dad has to tell you when to go get a bath. Dad has to tell you when to brush your teeth, when to go to bed. There's got to be some sort of involvement there, you know, to maintain the household. You know what I'm saying? So uh, that's that's kind of the way I look at it. It doesn't have to be this great relationship, but there has to be something. There's got to be a little bit of presence. Exactly. 
Exactly. Well, look, I'll just wrap it up here because, yeah, we're kind of beating a dead horse with it, but I'm going to cut the dead horse's head off and shove it up the ass of the head coach because this is an indictment on his coaching style, in my opinion. Look, see, people, some people are looking at it going, you're creating something where there's not something. You know, you're, you're just saying this, you're saying that. But to me, it's an indictment on his coaching style because this isn't just the best play on your team. He is. Everybody, that every, everything that everybody has said already is extremely true. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we were comparing him to possibly the greatest defender that's ever played this game, right, LT? I mean, Facts. we were comparing him to him. I mean, with that guy right there, you better be bringing him some fucking tacos every other day. I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, I, look, seriously, man, and not yeah. just that. You don't want to just kiss his ass and have him in your pocket. You want to know what he's doing. You want to make him a better player. Not just, yep. you know, understand what's going on from his standpoint, but shit. You've been around this long. You were some sort of genius guru on the offensive end. Give him some sort of that knowledge. Tell him what that offensive lineman might be trying to do. Let him know about some of the schemes that might be going on, not just his position coach. I mean, it's not good when Mike is doing the interview. He's got Mm -hmm. all these nicknames for Q. He's got all Mm -hmm. these different ways he's referring to him. He's got all Mm -hmm. these things he talks to him. And then even some people were even like, well, you know, he did say that, you know, my, uh, Big Mike, you know, that Mike McCarthy talks to him about certain things off the field. Yeah. Off like the what? Field, yes. what, is, what his dog's name is or what? Mm-hmm. what? This is a millennial who has a kid. Yeah, but what exactly does he do off the field? Play video games and chess? Like, Absolutely. what are you doing yeah. helping him off the field, bro? He's not doing nothing, man. Like, that alarms me. It really does because Mike McCarthy has a history of that. If we yeah. look at some of the things in, in with Green Bay, I mean – they said that the, the, the main uh, part of the ball that was, you know, going off on mutiny on him was the defensive side. Not just Aaron Rodgers, but the defense stopped playing for him. So, yeah. that, I mean, yeah. if you got a defensive leader over there and everybody on the defense is going, man, fuck Mike, man, we're doing – it takes a defensive leader that you have faith in, that has faith in you to go, hey, chill out. We got faith yeah. in coach. Let's go get it. If yeah. you don't understand that from a head coaching standpoint, you better fucking understand it sometime or it's going to happen to you again. And it looks and you like know it what? is. Yeah, you know what? And I'll eat my words if it comes out as someone like just says, well, you know what? Uh, it comes, it, it came out that Belichick didn't have a relationship with like Teddy Bruschi or like Stefan Gilmore. And, 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 and Andy Reid doesn't really talk to Honey Badger or Frank Clark or, uh, or uh, Sean McVay doesn't have a, a relationship with Aaron Donald or Jalen Ramsey. Now, if all those reports come out, I'm like, this is really a thing. I'll eat my words, but until I hear something like that, I'm just going to continue to think Fat Mike's just a lazy coach who just wants to pawn all his work off. On hey, man, who's, who's the dude with the Saints? Cam Hayward? Is that the guy on the line? Yeah, yeah, really yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah okay. No, no, no. Uh, he, uh, what's his name? Cam, uh, Cam, uh, Jordan. 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 Cam Jordan. Yeah, yeah. yeah Cam Jordan. Mm-hmm. Hey, Cam, um, when you go hear him talk about Sean Payton, go hear how, 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 how he gloats about Sean Payton as a man and a coach and how he, his exactly. relationship is with him. And that's the yeah. most dominant defender they have. And he drafted him. I mean, he came in, he, he brought him in. So for me, that's what I want to hear Mike and Micah's relationship is. But honestly, it's a little too much for me to expect. <coughs> 2023. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's a little too much for me to expect from that standpoint when Mike says he doesn't have a relationship with his fucking quarterback. So Yeah. No, and then one of the things, too, I brought up, too, as well, uh, Mark and, and Steven and, and Andreas, I, I said, man, look, dude, it, this is well known. This is well known, man. If, if I mean, a lot of people probably just really didn't just go there with this, but he has he has a better um, rapport with Ben DiNucci than he does with Dak, because he says Dak and Kellen that's their thing. You know what I mean? They run their offense. I don't. I don't. He I knows don't Ben's go dad shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So so, but you have a but you have a better rapport with with a guy who 
who I guess you just want to keep around because shit, by our parts, we've been trying to kick that motherfucker off the goddamn practice squad and every other squad we goddamn have, really. But you have a better report with this guy than you do with your QB1, man. That is, that's ridiculous, fellas. Well, let's just say he's worthless. He's worthless. Sony's worthless. You you do the full autopsy of the body, right? So you back Mm -hmm. up, right? So let's think, let's look at the things we've heard already. So relationship between Kellen and Dak is their thing. Okay. So your, your hands aren't in that. You've already told us that your words have told us your hands aren't in that. Okay. What about special teams coach? Um, We saw you guys make some different decisions during the the season. Very aggressive. Hey, that's up to fossil. He makes his own calls. Remember that one? Right. Yep. He said that one too because Fossil was like, hey, you know, rocket chips don't have mirrors. It was just time to stand up. You know what I'm saying? So, (laughs) hey, seriously, dog. For real, dog. For real. You know? Hey, so he stood up. He says that. And then he, you know, clock management coach, well, we're going to make some mistakes there, here, there. Nobody's perfect with that. Okay. Discipline coach, penalties. Well, you know, the ref screwed us on that. Okay. Hey, I'm starting Mm -hmm. to see a pattern. Y'all see a fucking pattern? No? I see it. It's called passing the buck, is what it seems like. Oh, mm-hmm. to me, it goes. That's kind, it goes. Of, that's kind of the history of it. Yeah, it goes all the way back to when he was hired. I mean, you yep. remember, man? I watched every snap, every down that the 2019 Cowboys played, <laughs> and then when they introduced him, I mean, Jerry is sitting right next to him, and he's like, "Yeah, nah, that didn't happen, actually." Like, come <laughs> on, man! Like, he told us exactly who he was hey, he did, the day bro. he was hired. He hired. People don't get it, dog. They're trying to get this man a pass, man. This dude said, nah, I was just joking. I was just joking. Thank you. Hey, thank it you for reminded though, me Jerry. of somebody else. He was like, I'm going to drain the swamp. Hey, where you can drain the swamp? There ain't no goddamn swamp. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, he's, well, oh, hey he sold ocean property in Arizona, dog. Front. Oh, hey, yeah. What, 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 what does it say? Ice to what, some Eskimos, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Ice to Eskimos, man. Hey, shit, he sold, he sold dick to a hooker, man. It was crazy. Mike Ooh. is a bad man. <laughs> this is a slow night. On, you know, I mean, all we know, okay, yeah. what are you going to attribute Sorry. to Big Mike? What's his biggest accomplishment here? Smashing fucking watermelon. That's it. That's it. Like, it's Gallagher or what? No more Charlie <laughs> fuck around, though. And no more Charlie <laughs> fuck around, though. Like, <laughs> hey, if you even, if you, look, you hear some of these other shows, too, right? Because... I'm over here trying to find something to give me some sort of faith in, in Freaky Mike over here. You know what I mean? And, and one of the things I also heard from the break was when Hellman was talking about him when he first got here. And they were talking about moving the president over there, you know, to a different position. They were talking about moving Zach Martin around or doing something. And he kind of mm-hmm. called Hellman out in an interview. And he was like, that's fantasy football bullshit, basically. And then yeah. he went and did it two weeks later. And you're Facts. like, and Hellman still talks about it to this day. So it's like. Big Mike, dude, like, I don't know, dog. Like, like we said, dog, we're just, hey, we're over here starting controversy on a Monday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All day. All day. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Just looking for shit, man. But yeah, dude, like mm-hmm. we said, man, we'll cut that. We'll, we'll just, we, we cut that one short, man, because we all know, man. We all know the deal. I just wanted to address it because, I mean, I think it was an issue, man. And, and, and like, like I stated before, man, listening to the way um, Micah talked about Q. And then had to go find something to say about Mike. That's very, mm-hmm. very alarming, man. And Mike is the head coach, man. So I, I, I don't know, man. But uh, I guess I mean we're stuck with it for another year, man, or half a year. In the <laughs> intro, man, the way we're not, we don't look like we're going to spend big money in free. Look, we know what the Cowboys do in free agency. We yeah. take care of our own first. We go looking for mm-hmm. what we can pay for in house first. We don't usually go looking for big money products. We don't do things like that. But it looks like we might not even be taking care of some people in house right now. So, 
I mean, shit, what does that mean for Big Mike? And probably not a lot of, you know, enthusiasm from the front office. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. speaking of those players, man, I have two, man, and I know we keep bringing them up, but these are these guys are the are the the two of the two two big factors on one on defense and one on offense, man. You could easily say these two guys are top, maybe top six, top six on our on our team, maybe even top ten, somewhere in the top ten, man. However you want to, mm-hmm. however you want to uh, uh, go with the list or whatever. But yeah, I, what I want to know is, is what draft pick is worth. An Amari Cooper or Demarcus Lawrence trade to you, and I'll start with you, Stevie J. So, are we talking about? You know, Brian Broadus talks a lot about using Amari Cooper to move up twenty pick number twenty four and Amari Cooper to move up. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah, we're talking. Yeah, we're talking about the, the, okay. the Amari Cooper and trade. You, uh, someone wants to come get him, take that contract off of us. What What is it worth parting ways with this guy, him and Demarcus Lawrence? Not in the same, not in the same trade, but like, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, what do you feel comfortable saying? Okay, I'll give you because. Uh, I've I've seen second round, uh, second round and third round uh, uh, picks for 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 him and his contract. I, I don't know, man. We gave up two first rounds for him, man. Not uh, two years ago to be, or what was it, three years ago? You know. Years so ago. yeah, I, see, to me, I think that if one of these offensive linemen slide, which I don't mm-hmm. think they will, but if someone likes, let's say Charles Cross, mm-hmm. and then Akim Equanu slides a little bit mm-hmm. then i might see if i can trade up to possibly i mean I, I don't think he does slide but that's the one guy that i'm like all right i'm i'm really down to just go get him because i think he would make such a significant impact on the offense everybody else i mean i don't want to trade up to a guy who might fall to me so like yeah. uh, Tyler Linderbaum, there's no telling where he goes. He could go at 12. He could go at 24. He could go in the second round. And it's guys like that who there's so many of them in mm-hmm, this draft. Mm-hmm. So I, I, unless it's one of those elite offensive linemen like Equanu that slips to maybe like 10, that's the only time that I'm really, really like, man, I'll use Amari Cooper to trade up to go get that guy. Yep. I mean, going on what Steven just said about trading up, which I didn't even consider that, honestly. Uh, when, when when you posed this question, I was just thinking trade a, a pick for the player. But, yeah, I mean, I, I would love to see Cooper stay with the team. But like he said, if, if one of our players who are very high on our board, if we're if they're still there at 10 or 12, and mm-hmm. maybe Coop will, will, will get us up there, I mean – I guess, I guess, you know, um, that, that that's a move that would have to be done. Um, yeah, but, but I mean, I don't know, man. Like, I, I, I don't have like like the magic answer, honestly. As yeah. far as like what like what player would 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 be worth doing that trade for. Mm-hmm. But I know the positions that I want to see addressed, which is number one offensive line, linebacker mm-hmm. number two, defensive mm-hmm. line number three, because I am assuming. I am bracing for the news that we do let go of uh, Tank Lawrence. Yeah. Absolutely. So, and then I, I don't expect that they sign Gregory. So that's basically our two best pass rushers uh, right there gone. So, I mean, we have to our replace two and those three, guys. Our two and three. Our two and three. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a, yeah. But like Mark yeah. said, man, Mark Mark said it in, 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 in Mark D's corner. He just told you what Steven said, man. Steve, mm-hmm. it, it looks like this motherfucker. He's gonna. He's gonna. He's. 
I just don't want to get rid of these guys uh, 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 outright. I don't want to just cut them just to save in the cap. I, I want to get some type of value for them. Mark, what kind of yeah. value would you want for Amari Cooper and Demarcus Lawrence? Well, well, it depends, man. If you're talking about Amari, right? Because it looks like that's that's probably the biggest that's the biggest name ticket we have here to try to garner some sort of you know movement, right? Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. year, I mean, I would have to take. I mean, I know some people might scoff at it, but I'd have to take a first for him this year to move up in the first or something, you know, in the first round because of yep. what we gave up for him. And this draft isn't exactly you know some stellar draft with amazing prospects in it, you know, so. That's kind of I don't know, kind of works against you from that standpoint. Now, if we're if we're going to trade them away for future drafts, I'm still kind of you know one or two, depending on where that second would be. And I mean, this draft, man, where I want to go with this is kind of where I've, I've said in the past. You know, it, it's kind of it sounds dumb at the same time with that 24 pick with the second, third, fourth round. I want to go defensive line and offensive line heavy, even if there's a prospect there at a position that you might need, like, you know, Andres was saying linebacker, and, you know, for good reason, because look where we, where we are with it. But yeah. in order for Stephen Our linebacker Jones' room plan, is kind of <laughs> – But the thing about it is, Doug, what Stephen Jones is about to do to this team and, 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 and gut it from a free agency standpoint, it can work if you get the lines to be solidified. Because all these, yes. these skilled players, all of these things that we want to work, we look at it from this standpoint from this year, and we're going, well, what happened? Man, look at all that talent. Well, the basis to it, the foundation wasn't there. You know, the, the house was beautiful, but the walls were falling down. You had leaks everywhere. You know, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. If, if we can solidify some of those things, maybe that plan will work. I think that's the only way this will work, to be honest with you. If we go in the draft, if there's there's a player there, like 24, let's say it's a, a receiver, and we're trying to do something with Amari, I'm still going, if Linderbaum is there, I'm still taking him and trying to build this line a little bit more. Because we Hell see yeah. having Amari out there doesn't really it, it, it look you can have a shit center you have amari out there it's basically having a ferrari that has no new no ignition you know it, it there's nothing to do with it you know so I, yes honestly for me i want to build through the draft with this and if we could go up or go down whatever i just want to make sure we solidify these lines i really do you know so that's it that's all my starts in the trenches <laughs> well and i mean, and what I mean by that is it, it sounds obvious but at the same time if there's you know, a lot of people say, you know, best best player available, but let's say it's one between another. Everybody falls in love with the skilled player, with the DB, even if there's a need. Like, well, shit, Mark, look, what are we going to do with this? What are we going to do with that? We have to take a chance at some point and say, hey, we got Nashawn Wright here at corner. We got, you know, old boy Joseph here at corner. We don't need to mm-hmm. draft another corner if there's a defensive line or mm-hmm. an offensive lineman there that we might, mm-hmm. you know, rather get instead. And if that's a trash can full of dirt to sit in the middle of that fucking defensive line to stop the run, that's what we need to do because we haven't we haven't devoted any draft picks to that, you know? Nothing yep. high anyway, not third or fourth round, you know? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah, I agree with all of you, man. Uh, definitely, I definitely want to get some value for either one of those guys, and I don't want to cut them, uh, cut them outright just to save money, man. If, no, if that's the not. case, if that's the case, just keep them on here and let's run this shit back. If you really want to run it back, if the Joneses really want to try to run this thing back because they think they have something, man, let's let's fucking run this thing back. You know what I mean? I I don't I don't see why letting them go now. I mean, um, Demarcus Lawrence, I I you know. <laughs> We've won. We some meaningful games that this year were won without him. To be honest, right? Yeah. Some mm-hmm. some games that that would have that would have gave us maybe, uh, let's say let's say home field advantage and in a first round buy in the playoffs. Amari Cooper wasn't in those games, man. Uh, that that tells you where I'm at with this, man. But, but you um, know, from my standpoint, with that though, like when I go back and think about that, 
if mm-hmm. I'm going to say, look, which one or the other, right? Because it would be, yeah. which one would I take over the other? Honestly, I feel what you're saying about DeMarcus, but at the same time, let's say the offense bogs down. DeMarcus is more of an asset to this team than Amari is, you know, because mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. can do more from that standpoint and provide more from us, and maybe the defense can squeak out a game or two. We, find, we saw Amari's not there due to a vaccination or something like that. And, I mean, it's kind of shit, you know, with certain things, but we can fill certain things in. So, I don't know. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, fellas. Well, move on, man. Let's move on here real quick. Who's likely to have a bigger role next season? Nashawn Wright or Simi Fajoko? Steven? Ooh, I like this one. Oh, I think it's Simi Fajoko. I mean, like you said, Kelvin Joseph, he's going to be in his second year. You're going to expect him to take a step. Then you've got both Jordan Lewis and Anthony Brown who can, you know, they play a little bit inside and outside, <laughs> you know. But it, how, how long does it take Nashawn Wright to get ready to be the guy that Dan Quinn projects him out to be? Is it year two? Well, I, we don't, I don't think there's any way that we could possibly know. But meanwhile, you're probably going to lose Noah Brown. And not uh-huh. that he had a huge role but he had a role. And I think Semi Fajoko kind of looks that same part, a little bit more speed. Uh, Noah Brown really didn't carve out a role with this team until year three or four or so. And mm-hmm. I think that Semi Fajoko, with a little more athleticism, but the same body, he's still a bigger bodied wide receiver, just he's like Noah dude. Brown. Yeah. Yep, yep. So he can he could definitely do all the things that Noah Brown did. I just think that, that's going to be his role while Nashawn Wright might take a little bit more time, might take a little bit more grooming to get him where Dan Quinn ultimately is going to want him. You mean the 99 overall pick in the 2021 draft? Poppy won't be ready till his third year? I got it. <laughs> uh, no. Hey, we all, everybody knew when that pick was made, that it was a projection. Everybody knew that it was a down the road, you know, we're going to try to see if this thing plugs in with Dan Quinn the way Dan Quinn wants it to. And uh, we'll see, man. I mean, it's still – that was the thing, actually, when there was all the speculation about Dan Quinn leaving and taking another job. I was like, man, look, they let this dude pick Nashawn Wright in the top 100. All right? They want him to stay as long as he possibly can or else they're not going to give him that kind of control to bring in a projected player – like that in the top 100 no so i knew they desperately wanted to bring dan quinn back because you don't give a guy that kind of power and just let him leave after one year i mean i I don't mean to yeah i don't mean to toot my own horn but i i just had that feeling (laughs) i had that feeling the joneses weren't gonna let quinn go nowhere after getting those those players especially a guy like nishan Wright with the you know in the top 100 man at the 100 spot uh literally dog so yeah, I was just like, mm-hmm. man, that's that's bad, bro. That's bad. You let this guy come in and 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 essentially pick eleven. Uh, what was it? Eight, eight out eight. of the eleven. Eight out of the eleven draftees were 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 for his defense, man. I I, I kind of I just kind of had that in the back of my head, man. So yeah, I didn't, you know. But uh, Mark, you tweeted a little something the other day or yesterday, I believe. <clears throat> Somebody said something about uh, a semi uh, gaining some weight and and possibly uh, getting some some type of tight end reps. Big pop. Uh, yeah, well, it was it was um it was big dipshit. Um, I mean, it was dumb fuck. I mean, uh, uh, yeah, Mike McCarthy, man, actually made some some comments about oh. Sammy. Sammy actually said him. 
Sammy actually said that in an interview, the way it went, Sammy actually said in an interview that Mike said they wanted to put a little bit more weight on him so he could have kind of a hybrid wide receiver tight end role. You know, so, I mean, we're looking at the measurables with, with Sammy. He was about 6'4", what, 210, 215 drafted, right? Runs about a 4'4". Um, mm-hmm. I mean, he could take the top off the defense. So it's intriguing, man, when you think about Sammy and what they're talking about. But, you know, I get this strange feeling, right, because I'm sitting there, and I love hearing this talk. I love seeing what, what we can do with guys that are producing, that could produce in this offense. But at the same time, it's like, are you buttering me up for releasing a really good weapon and go, no, Mark, look, but we got Sammy Fuoco. I'll be like, I don't give a yeah. fuck. You let, you let Amari go. Yeah, bro. dog. You know what I mean? Right. It seems, it seems you know? that, that that's definitely the Cowboys way, bro. <clears throat> Let, let's it butter is. these guys up, man. Let's butter these guys Yes, up. because you know the first thing I Cuff think the about balls, is like, man. They're, they're cuffing hey, the balls hey, right now. Hey, seriously, man, because the first thing I think about, the first thing I think about when I hear the comment is like, hey, a hybrid tight end roll. So that lets me, you lick the tip real quick and you tell me Dalton's not going to be back. Because you're like, hey, look, Dalton Schultz, that money. Hey, Sammy might be a tight end. So you, you're going to get a white guy to replace a white guy. You're putting that in my mind right now, right? So yeah, you lick yeah. the tip. You're trying to get me, you know, ready for that. Hey, he can be a, a hybrid wide receiver because we're not going to leave him a tight end. So you're telling me Amari's probably not going to be back, and I'm going to start getting ready for that shit, right? Because it is intriguing. It does sound nice, right? I mean, I'd yeah. love to see what it can do, but at the same time, some of the inside information from the offseason was like, Sammy ain't it. Sammy yes, is not dog. fucking it. Some I of those things. Standback was laughing several. at Sammy yep. coming off his releases. Okay? Yep, Eatman, so Eatman said it a few times, too. It was, too. Yeah. yeah, he was real big on Simi Knight. He was like, I don't know what people, why are they even mentioning his name? He does, he ain't doing nothing in training camp. A lot nothing. of them thought he was going to be done this year. Yep, absolutely, okay? man. So, and Sean Wright is very intriguing to me because you don't take a guy with those measurables in relation to what you want on your defense and take him that high of a draft pick trying to prove that you got this big dick that you can lay on the table and you're going to be right about and not do anything with him, really. Okay? Yep. He was yep. kind of majority of the time on special teams – you know, I mean, but they were in the preseason. He looked good. I mean, they put him on different receivers. They put him in different routes and trying to do different things in, in concepts on the defense. And we, I mean, some people were even like, hey, put him out there first game in Tampa Bay against Mike Evans, which I was going, whoa. Shit. Hold, <laughs> up. <laughs> well, hold, hold up. Hold up. Hey, shout out to our boy LP Cruz, man. That was LP hey, Cruz. I love LP. Hey. It was LP, but you know, it's, it's yeah, just. It, LP but said, man, we, let's put that one shot right on Mike Evans. We're like, but, oh, but hold up, man. In, in LP, but in LP's defense, I can see why he was saying that because coming out of training camp, they were talking about Nashawn as maybe giving him some burn, right? Yeah, you yeah. know they were they yeah. were they were touting him up. They were talking about him as Joseph being disappointing during. Remember all that? I mean, when Joseph was injured for a little bit, but they were even yeah. saying that Nashawn was making you know gains there. If I don't get something productive on the outside from Nashawn Wright this year, I'm going to be upset. I am with everything that they've talked about with him saying I'm fucking what Richard Sherman 2.0. Remember Nashawn Wright? Oh yeah, that was that was yeah. E Honda, he just showed it. Yeah, say that, didn't E Honda, you know, <laughs> hey, you slim pickings, right? You know slim pickings, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the shout out to the boy LP Crew, Slim Pickens, baby. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we, we love Hell you, LP. Yeah. We love you, bro. Yeah. The thing about it is, dog, with all that that was touted behind him, if there's nothing in the second year, I'm going. So what was all that? You know, don't blow blowing smoke in my ass and pissing on my leg and calling it rain. You know, you said this is going to be something. You you said, like, hey, you drafted him that high. This yep. boy is like, hey, I called Richard Sherman and apologized for that, but I need to let him know that, hey, I'm for real, though. I'm the prototype here. All right? Yeah, yeah, prototype. yeah. Prototype? Yeah. 
and saw no burn this year. And Anthony yeah. Brown's chip on his shoulder, maybe you need to <laughs> get one of them ruffles, man. So. <laughs> I'm pretty hey, sure it is a ruffle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, hold up. See, uh, going back to uh, to Wright versus Fioco. Yeah, yeah. Th- this is how I see it. Fioco's going to have the clear path to 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 do something to show what he can do because, mm-hmm. like I said, Brown's probably not going to be back. We don't know what's going on with Cooper. We don't really know what's going on with Galloper. Said like, there's a lot of guys ahead of him on the depth chart a lot of that are big marks, question bro. marks. But mm-hmm. but I have way more faith in Dan Quinn being able to know what to do with Wright than I do with Numb Nuts Kellen knowing Very what true. to do with Fioka. Oh, mm. So to point, me, <laughs> to me, it goes back to not really the players. It goes yeah. back to who is kind of um, what's that word? Who is controlling like, or who's uh, who's the puppet yeah. master? Yes, exactly. Like, I'm, like, dude, if you saw me, I'm over here like a marionette. I'm like over here like a man. Yeah, with my hands in there. That's what I was doing. I was like, oh, you know, I, I, I. puppet master. Yes. Yeah. Now, yes. If if you give me almost any defensive player, I'm gonna have way more faith than Dan Quinn, knowing what to do with this guy, putting him in situations to succeed, than numb nuts Kellen. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, and I'm I've, I've been on this, and I'm not gonna waver. I have zero faith in Kellen until I see otherwise. Like, I'm not going to – I'm done giving him the benefit of the doubt. I just can't do it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, let's just say all players are uh, are equal. Mm-hmm. Give me mm-hmm. give me right just for the simple fact that Dan Quinn is going to know what to do rather than numb nuts Kellen. That, that, that's, <laughs> that, that's how I see it. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Hey, does Reggie Robinson finally see the field this year, Mark? <laughs> well, man, you just I want to get a hybrid of Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy, and we'll call it Fat Nut. Okay? <laughs> How about Fat that? Nuts. Let's get that for next to Fat Nut. But um, I think he might. I mean, look, <laughs> we Reggie Robinson had opportunities, you know, and, and, and opportunities to contribute. And I think he just might, given, you know, the way the secondary looks, given how free agency might turn out. And, I mean, you're not going to see that until you can see exactly what we do in the draft. And, I mean, look, you'll see what kind of faith we have in our secondary or in our defensive secondary and in any position based on what we draft for that position. I mean, Jalen and and, uh, LVE were put on notice the minute Michael was selected. I don't give a damn what anybody says, you know, so – I mean, we'll see. We'll see from from that standpoint. We'll see. I mean, we'll see exactly what. I. I. You're right, man. I do have more faith in. If we didn't select some corners, I'd be like, okay, Nashawn Wright might work out. But if we didn't take like a receiver later on, I'm like, what the hell are y'all doing? All we got is semi. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Sometimes all you have is a semi, Mark. Sometimes that's all you got in life. I don't know yeah. about you, but I, I got a, a little chub. It's never just a semi, bro. It's never just a <laughs> little, semi. little Nick <laughs> Chubb. <laughs> little chub. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Steven, will we likely see offensive tackle ball get some burn this year? Ooh. Could that be your swing tackle? Actually, I want to do away with the idea. That, this past year convinced me of that. I want a true backup to Tyron Smith. Like this is your this is your job. I'm not worried about you know. I got two guys that can play right tackle. I don't need a swing tackle. I need someone who is dedicated to backing up Tyron Smith until they've absolutely run that car into the ground. 
which it seems like they're going to do. Shit, I mean, I if think you, it's you, stuck on the goddamn trail right now. I know, but <laughs> the thing is, is if Josh Ball is going to make a contribution, then it's going to have to be. You talk about being put on notice. I mean, mm-hmm. what what if there is – what if it's like Trevor Penning mm-hmm. at, pit, mm-hmm. at pick number 24? I mean, As Mark would say, put, now you're talking dirty. Now you're yeah. talking dirty. dirty. You're talking dirty to me. So, so yeah. Josh Ball, he's so going to be – very very relevant or he's going to be entirely irrelevant i don't think there's going to be a space in between because you're either going to have him as the not even backup you're basically just waiting for the moment to happen if you're behind tyron smith all right you're eating and and the kids got a lot of fighting them man you you saw what he did to his old lady man so (laughs) (laughs) you know he's got some whoop that trick in him man you know he's got some whoop that trick in him hold on hold on hold on we we do not support domestic violence here talking boys with the boys let's just say that no we don't we don't we don't we don't we don't i swear to god if a lesbian ever slaps my wife on the ass you get it sorry my bad all right, all right, uh, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's, that's the, no, for real. That's, that's where I'm at with Josh Ball. Like, you're either going to be incredibly relevant because you're backing up Tyron Smith and he's going to go down at some point, or yes. they're going to draft his replacement and an you're probably not going to play. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Hey, Mark, Brent Urban or Carlos Watkins? Well, I mean, you, you only got a very small sample size of what Brent Urban can do. I was really looking forward to what this defensive line could be with him actually, you know, providing the role that he provided the year before with Chicago. Yeah, me too. Um, I mean, I, I, that, I think that was a big cog that got taken, a big cock that got taken out of the line right there. Mm-hmm, <laughs> true. Just ask his wife. Ask his wife. My dick's a lesbian. No. Um, so, oh. <laughs> uh, I think I, I don't know Quotable. what we got from Carlos Watkins, but we were able to just get what we were surprised of what we got from him. You know what I mean? We were expecting yeah. to get certain things from Carl Urban. I mean, from from Urban. I was going to say Carl Urban. That's Judge Dredd. Uh, but, <laughs> Keith Urban. You, you mean Keith Urban? There you Keith go. Urban. There you. Wait, is that a singer? No. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. I got off the rails. <laughs> I think he's Texas country. I don't know. No, I thought that he's was Australian. Australian. <laughs> I was going to say he's Australian. That's the American. I know. Woman, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, he is a country singer from Australia. Ain't that something? Yeah, <laughs> I'll take Watkins and uh, I guess if you're asking between those two, just for the simple fact that we saw what Watkins can do in this defense. Unfortunately, we weren't able to see what Urban can do. I had high hopes for him, but I just you know he's coming off an injury. I know people heal. I'm not saying he's not going to heal and 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 ever get back to how he was. But if, if I got to decide between the two, just, just go ahead and give me Watkins. Just go ahead and give me the guy who I saw play, I saw in there, you know, during crucial snaps. And, uh, you know, he's not you know, he's not someone to write home about, but he's definitely serviceable. So, well, yeah, I know just... what we hoped for with Urban, but he never came to fruition with it due to his injury. So I can't exactly. say, hey, I'll, I'll pay for that to see what he can do. No, you don't do that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, Mark Hooker or KZ? Um, honestly, man, there, there was an interesting uh, little something that uh, Pro Football Focus came out with about Hooker. Um, so mm-hmm. in 15 games, he had one interception, 44 tackles. Um, but at the same time, when they were discussing what it would take to bring him back, I mean, it was very cheap from that end on what Hooker would be 
would be would cost us. And also for me, when we picked up Hooker, the thing that in my mind that was going to allow him to not come back would have been an injury. Or it wasn't uh, his play to me. Um, based on where his draft pick was, based on what he's done in the past. I mean, he's always balled out where he was. He just had to yeah. stay healthy. To me, I'd give him another shot, man. I would. If it was the right price, I'd bring Hooker back over KZ, to be honest with you. I know KZ um, had some good production there. I liked what he did mm-hmm. with his defense. But at the same time, look, I know I put it on Trayvon a few times with those double moves, but it wasn't. it was a miscommunication between him and KZ. And I'd like to see what Hooker could do, to be honest with you. So. Yeah, I think he, I think Hooker also, well, him and Casey both uh, cost us roughly a million dollars. Hooker paid 38.8% of the snaps, and, and he's 26 the, the years old. Potential. You know what I mean? I mean, the draft yeah. potential, bro. <laughs> yeah. But uh, then again, you know, um, they had um, Casey played a big role, 78.4% of the snaps, man. He's 29, and he, you know, like I said, he, he roughly made 1.1. So, I don't know what the I don't know I don't know what the market dictates for 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 free safeties or those guys especially I don't know if there's still a um, an abstract by especially Hooker uh, knowing his um, history of of being hurt all the time so I think we can probably get those two both of them back really to be honest with you but if I get my druthers about it from the safety position I get kind of the nut on the table deal where they you know just go ahead and say all right we'll franchise J Ron which. That would be mm-hmm. a, like, you know, equivalent to, like, we talked about moving Jared Goff in and putting somebody, like, just say, hey, you got to have faith in what I'm doing here. So I would want that to happen. If that did happen, it would uh-huh. free up a little bit more from a, I know he's a strong safety, but he covers tight ends like a damn free safety. Yeah. J. Ron does. So I think J. I I think J. Ron's a, it's a, that's a, that's an automatic dog. I, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm got to be. This guy, man. That's, that's what, what I'm saying. Gotta that's what I'm saying. Yes. That's what I say. It's got to be. So, so everybody on here is consensus that we should franchise J-Ron, right? <laughs> yes, I said that last week. I, I said that I last mean, week. Franchise. Hey, you did However, say it. Yeah, back, you did. it doesn't matter if it's franchise tag or if it's a three-year deal. Whichever yeah, that's we like. And that's yep. why we like Stevie J here on Talking Boys. <laughs> Let's go, The pterodactyl, baby. The pterodactyl. I mean, to me, he's one of the most important cogs of this defense. So. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Stevie J, Definitely. I'm going to give you a layup, dog. Brian Anger. <laughs> And long snapper Jake McQuaid. Well, uh, yeah, Brian Anger. I mean, he's mm-hmm. the, he's the one ultimately doing the job. But I'll say this, man. I was kind of on the half joking, half serious, kind of like not really upset, but looked sideways when they let uh, LP Lottasaur kind of way that ended. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And yep, then yep, you're wrong, dog. <laughs> I know. Just the way they go about it, sometimes I'm like, man, your guy. That was your guy, guy, Bones Jones. He wanted. He that wanted was McQuaid. You know? He wanted his guy, and that's why at first I was like, "Man, this I the first snap that this man messes up, we are gonna jump his ass." But <laughs> he didn't. Like, we didn't hear from him all season long, and you know, you don't think about that sort of thing until a snap sails over the punter's head, until the snap to the placeholder is off the mark. So mm-hmm. I, yeah, I'm really, mm-hmm. I'm really thankful for McQuaid and, and what he did. It's a very unsung, unspoken heroics that the long snapper provides. And so I'd love to have a both back. Uh, there's yeah. also a beast of a punter from like San Diego State, mm-hmm. Ari- Ariaza. So, I mean, by all means, you don't have to bring Brian Anger back, but he was a Pro Bowler. I mean, he was yeah, all he pro. Was. So, yes, and I don't give a shit about the punter's age. That doesn't make a difference to me. No, so, yeah, no, no. Like I would go with the safe, safe decision and 
bring them both back. Absolutely, absolutely. Andreas, I got I got a couple of guys for you, man. So yeah. I don't know what we're gonna do with Dalton Schultz. So we're just gonna put it, Dalton Schultz is Bye, gonna command. Walk, bro. He's gonna command. A, he's gonna command <laughs> some some cash. Uh, right behind him on the free agent list, we definitely have Jeremy Sprinkle. Uh, he didn't do much. Got hurt a little bit. He, big body guy. He he mm-hmm. he only cost us a little less than a million. But right now on the roster, you have Blake Jarwin under contract, mm-hmm. and you had that boy McEwen, which. I think the coach staff kind of they kind of like that guy, man. He's kind of he's kind of McEwen to me is basically Jarwin and 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 Schultz. They're all all three of those dudes are kind of the same guys, man. To be honest, so what are you doing with what are you doing with Schultz and and what are you guys doing with um, Sprinkle? Well, when the season ended, I was big on bringing Schultz back. I I, I was like like that was my dude because I saw what he did and I was happy with what he did. And I was like, we got to bring him back. And then somewhere along the way, I got, I got, I got talked into, it's just not going to happen. And I accepted it and it's not going to happen. I've already told myself that he's leaving and that we're going to go back to Blake Jarwin because of contract. And I get all that. I would love to have Schultz back. I really would. I think he was just a great security blanket for Dak. Yep. Like, I think they have great chemistry. I think Dak, Dak's chemistry with his with his overall receivers, I would say it's probably Wilson one, but mm-hmm. Schultz is a close two. Don't ask me why he can't have the same chemistry with with CD Lamb. I don't know, and it frustrates me. <laughs> but frustrates I think I, I it does. But I think Dak's chemistry with 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 Wilson and Schultz was off the charts. It's gonna suck if we got lose Schultz, but like I was told. We have Jarwin there. He signed the he signed the contract for a reason. Unfortunately, he got hurt. He's going to be healthy. Sprinkle. I really don't have much to say on him, honestly. I mean, if he doesn't come back, like you said, we got McEwen. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. Schultz isn't coming back, so I've I've already come to grips with that. And you know, just just I'm just, at it. I'm just see what Jarwin that. does. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. and and plus there's there's other tight ends that are hitting the free agent market, man. Like you said, Mo Ali Cox. There's a ton um, of tight ends. Yeah, yeah. There, dude. There's you know uh, OJ was it OJ Howard. Uh, oh, yeah, OJ Howard. David Njoku. Yeah. Oh, Njoku. Yeah, 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 man. There's several guys out there, man. But yeah, dude. And Joku is a physical freak, man. It's just he hasn't been able to put it together. Probably because yep. he's been in Cleveland, but right. Well, there's, yeah. there's like it, it's like with the tight end position, man. There's one or two ways that you use the tight end. He's either a primary weapon in your offense that you're going to focus on and use as a primary target, or he's a safety valve, or kind of a combination of between, or he's a blocker, right? Yeah. And Schultz, mm-hmm. Schultz is an interesting, you know, kind of cat because he came in as a blocker and he worked himself into having some hands there. But I don't know if he was more creating separation or it was more shit. I'm in trouble here, Schultz. Okay, <laughs> I'm going with the second half. <laughs> I'm going with the second <laughs> one, bro. <laughs> well, with the, it, it, seriously, with the way, with, you know, that's why when I was analyzing Dak and I was analyzing what he was doing and his progressions and kind of what he was looking at and trying to find what was wrong with it, a lot yeah. of what led me to go, oh, shit, was what he was doing with Schultz. Because the way his progression was going wasn't proper by me analyzing the way he was looking at Schultz. You know, mm-hmm. and, and we all got kind of, we all got kind of, you know, kind of enamored with it because we watched Tony and, and Jason for years. So we saw a primary target there. So we, we started going, is that Dax, you know, Jason, is that, no, nah, I think it was more of a safety valve type of situation. And honestly, from my standpoint, Blake Jarwin has better hands than Schultz. He does, in my opinion. Right? Yeah. 
But um, for me, it would be easier to teach Blake Jarwin to block like Schultz. Hey, take, Jar- take Jarwin's ass over to that fucking tight ends college and bring his ass back. It worked for Schultz, right? Yep. So, yep. Yep. And as far as Sprinkle's concerned, he's a blocking tight end that we brought in um, to help out in the run game. So we could draft something like that. Even a, uh, an undrafted free agent could do that kind of job. Yep. And, you know, with the Schultzinator, look, I love Dr. Schultz. The Schultzinator, it's my boy. But at the same time, mm-hmm. I'm not going to pay what he's – he's going to get paid. He needs to go get paid. Good job. Yeah, man. he is. You've been making some money, even not just this season. The season passed with that with different quarterbacks. He proved to somebody, if I was his agent, I could get him paid. I know that fucking much. Yes, so, sir. Hey, know, Mike McCarthy would... can, get him, can get him paid if he, really, if he wanted to take on a career to be an agent. <laughs> <laughs> silver tongue mike silver tongue mike baby but yeah yeah from yeah, that standpoint yeah. I, I i wouldn't pay i wouldn't pay schultz but you know me i wouldn't pay randy right now so you know absolutely absolutely nope. okay so we know we know fellas we know we might not keep that boy amari cooper we know he's probably on the way out by by everything we've we've seen from or heard from uh stephen jones uh, everybody, everybody seems to think there's probably a I'm I want probably the little maybe eighty to ninety percent chance that that guy's on his way out, man. Um, so this brings me to the wide receivers, man. They we have Cedric Wilson, we have Noah Brown, we have Malik Turner, and we have Michael Gallup, all hidden free agency. EBJ, who you who you who you resigning, bro? I'm resigning Cedric Turner. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Those okay. are the two I'm resigning. I, I mean, like I said. Noah Brown didn't have a crucial role, but I feel like I can fill that with Simi Fajoko. And again, I don't want that to be a crucial role. No one wants that to be a crucial role. You wouldn't have wanted Noah Brown to play a bunch of snaps. You're not going to want Simi Fajoko to play a bunch of snaps, but special teamer, that sort of thing. And man, I don't know if it was just, I thought Malik Turner balled whenever he got the chance. When he yeah. was given them opportunities, he, he really showed out. And why can't he play a little more in the slot? Cedric Wilson, C.D. Mm-hmm. Lamb. Mm-hmm. And then maybe you draft a guy in the middle rounds, maybe with that now free money that you got from Amari Cooper. Uh, do, yeah. you look at, do you look at how much Allen Robinson is going to cost? It's yeah. not going to cost as much as, as Amari Cooper did. But he's still going to cost most of what you just freed up. I ain't gonna so lie, I, I like Allen. I like Allen Robinson. I don't know, man. He he's a contested Absolutely. catcher. He's always he always seems to he 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 don't have many drops, man. He's not he's not he's <laughs> not definitely not CD Lamb. <laughs> mm. But yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you guys. Or well, I'm with I'm with you, Stevie J. Uh, yeah, I think uh I let I'd probably get Malik Turner back. I like Malik Turner. I know that's Mark's guy as well. I know Mark <laughs> uh, Mark likes uh, Turner. Uh, I think um, I, I don't know. If, I, I just it just depends on what Michael Gallup's gonna demand. Uh, but Wilson can walk. I, I I mean, you know, I wouldn't mind having him back for cheap. But I, you know, since he's um, Dak Prescott's a uh, security blanket. But uh, if if we can get him back cheap, I will. Noah can go. But but for me, man, I'm looking in maybe you know the fourth round, and I'm looking at you know slot corner. I mean slot receivers like uh, Wandell Robinson and, and Khalil Shakur, man, some like that to come into this team and 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 take that that Beasley role, man. And because we all know uh, Kellen Moore comes from a Jason Garrett Linehan tree, and and those kind those type of typical receivers like that, the little quick dudes, tend to thrive in in, in this type of offense, man. 
You but know, you see, that's so. why that's why I focus on Gallup, though, big bro. Because for me, let's say we let Amari walk. Let's say mm-hmm. that happens, right? Let's say he, mm-hmm. he goes and Amari's not here. Then I have to get Gallup back. I really yeah. do. I have to get him back. And what I'm going to do in this offense, a lot of people would go, okay, so we'll put Gallup on the outside. We'll put CD on the outside. And let's, like you're saying, let's bring in a slot. But what yeah. I want to do is get Gallup on the outside, see what we can do in the other, in, in the Y spot. And I want to mm-hmm. put CD in the slot because we're trying yep. to do so many different things, right? We talk about Cole Beasley. We talk about, you know, what, what they used to do with Wes Welker and a whole bunch of other slot receivers that made their bones over in New England. But to me, CD, I mean, he ran the slot just fine in college. It's one of the things that got his draft pro, uh, pro, profile higher. I mean, it yep. was because he was a 6'3 dude who could, you know, about 200 pounds, who was as quick as a slot receiver. And we kind of all forgot that, that mismatch, that huge part of his game that everybody was like, looked at him as a skinnier dude. Hey, get bigger, get the outside, get bigger, get the outside. But it's like, why don't we use what he can do right now and get him on the inside? Now, given numb nuts and dipshit over there has to fucking, you know, scheme it up properly and get the concepts right to get him the ball. But at the same time, to me, trying to get a guy the ball in the slot might be a little easier for you than trying to devise some great plan to get him from the X receiver spot or the Y receiver spot. To me, I want to run some rub routes. I want to do some things, but I want CD to be one of the primary targets, if not the primary target of this offense. That's right. That's right. I'm like, hey, man, hey, if CD's going to be that guy and he's going to drop the, the ball four times, then, then that motherfucker better be targeted 20. <laughs> that's yep. right. Man. You know what I mean? Man? When I look at it, everybody keeps telling me, like, like, Draft day, you know, I mean, not draft day, but his first year, everybody loves CD. Everybody's going, man, if he had a, if he had Dak all season, he would have done this. He would have done that. And then, you know, we know what, what, what numb nuts over there was doing with the offense. We know the things that we've had problems with and everybody starts, and, and I'm with you, Andres, because I, Hey, you, you're on CD, just like I was on CD, but at the mm-hmm. same time, we can't say he's not as talented as some of these other receivers because he's not in, a, in some of the similar situations and B I mean, to me, I was putting him over some of those guys' expectations were at the beginning of the season. Like, if I, I asked C.D. Yeah. Lamb or Jamar Chase, you're like, oh, bro, I mean, Jamar Chase, a rookie. C.D. already did it for a year. I'm taking exactly. C.D. all day. Right now, it's going, are you crazy? Jamar Chase or C.D.? I'm taking Jamar Chase. You're like, yeah. In a second. Bias, yeah. bro. Yep. You know? yep. uh, well, I actually agree with Stevie when he said Turner and um, and said, uh, mm-hmm. because I've, I've – I mean, for – for weeks now, I've I've been I've been picking set over Gallup. Um, yeah. You know, nothing personal against Gallup. Obviously, I he, he when when he's out there, he actually makes some really good plays, man. But I just I love the chemistry that I've seen between Set and Dak, and mm-hmm. I think he'll be cheaper than Gallup too. And then three, I just uh, I don't know, man. I just I just like the kid. Like I I can't even explain it. Like I just. I, like I can't even argue with you on that point, to be honest with you. You know. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, in, in in some in some fairy in some fairy tale, if we could bring Gallup back, and it's a super affordable deal, then mm-hmm. then go for it. Like like Mark said, you know, put Gallup and set on the outside, Lamb in the in the shotgun. I mean, which in the, isn't in the out slot. of the question, Andres. Because it's the not. guy, you know, the talent wise, you're looking at Gallup, and and if you would have stayed healthy, we would be he would be placed out of our ballpark. We wouldn't. Oh, way out of it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But when yep. you look at his injury history, you look at what he was looking at. I mean, some of these teams, I know what he wants. He wants a long-term deal somewhere. He even said everything I've done to this point, I'm trying to get paid. But at the same yep. time, given what that injury was, given what you were early in the season, that's two pretty big injuries that knocked you out of chunks of the season. I mean, nobody's going to give you this huge deal. I mean, yes, when he's in there, granted, you know, but at the same time, 
I want to take advantage of that a little bit, you know, because to me as a complete receiver, Gallup's still better than said, but I love said, so I don't know. Well, let's jump to the other side of the bar real quick then, fellas. Uh, uh, we have, a, we, well, of course, we have a lot of free agents, uh, free agents uh, to talk about, man. But, <laughs> but yeah, dude. Uh, but one striking, I guess, question mark or one need, like serious need, fellas, is the DN spot, man. I mean, as it sits right now, you have uh, D Law, which uh, by all, by everything Steven says, could fucking walk. You know what I mean? That we could cut him out right. Save some fucking money. But behind him, who do you have? You have Basham, Basham um, uh, Ghosting, who can move out and, and rush the passer. And in, and, and, on, and on the market right now, there's Randy and Dorrance Armstrong. Um, what are you guys doing with that? Well, if you're going to free up Demarcus Lawrence, mm-hmm. you have to bring back Randy Gregory. There, you really have left yourself with no option unless you're going to irresponsibly go into the NFL draft and hope that that solves everything and you can't do that. And they generally don't. They like to sign these little cheap guys that'll serve as insurance if the draft doesn't fall to where they get to pick a defensive end. And so you could end up with Basham and mm-hmm. Dorrance Armstrong. Hey, let's bring Dorrance Armstrong. And I'm all about bringing bring Dorrance Armstrong back. back. I want yeah. to. I thought yeah. he had some big-time plays in moments but not necessarily with a ton of consistency, and that's why you need a guy like Randy Gregory. I, I'm really hoping that if Amari Cooper ends up getting cut or traded or something of the sort, that's the money that brings Randy Gregory back. And I'm not necessarily against letting D-Law go because he's 30. He's got a bunch of injury history. They played well without him. Like, There's a lot of things that say, you know what, maybe you could move on. But you can't move on from both D-Law and Randy Gregory. That's just too much, especially when you don't have a one technique, a traditional run stopper guy. Like you've got 50, 100, three technique defensive tackles on this team and you're going to have no DNs or or, or nose tackle. You've got one position field. So you can't allow that to happen. And I would love to have Randy Gregory back to be yeah. honest, more so than Demarcus Lawrence, but that's just me. Absolutely, and Armstrong ain't gonna cost you much to come back, man. He he. I want Armstrong back too. Yeah, he's yeah, twenty five mm-hmm. years old. Played forty four percent of the snaps. Uh, he made around seven hundred and eighty k for the year, man. So I mean, he's he's not he don't cost much, and I don't think I don't think the con the contract with him would would break the bank at all either. Uh, Randy, man, I just. Fellas, I, I'm gonna say this and say this again. It's got to be one or the other to me. It's got to be D Law or it's got to be Randy. I can't. I can't afford. It to feels pay that way. The left end and the right end both. The way the way this is gonna work, year. bro, dog. The way this is gonna work, you know the way the Cowboys operate. We all know. We're all hoping. What's gonna happen is they're gonna announce Demarcus yeah. Lawrence's contract. They're gonna announce how they're getting out of it. How he's not gonna be a Cowboy anymore. And then they're gonna announce on the same day, probably an hour later, how we re-signed Dorrance Armstrong. How hey, just to make us feel like <laughs> semi better about it. Right? Yes, and then, bro. And then they're going to announce how they franchise Randy Cup the balls while later, and out. there goes J-Ron walking out the back door. That's what's going to happen, bro. Well, that's what's going to happen because you just I don't like none of that. Right now, I don't like none of what you just it said. Down right now, bro. I don't either. No. But when Stevie no. was talking about that right there, you, you're right, Stevie. You don't go into the draft without one 
one bookend, you know, or the other. And it won't be Demarcus Lawrence. And Randy wants to get fucking paid. Everybody yep. that got mad about Dak not giving us a hometown, hometown, hometown discount, watch yeah. what Randy's about to do. He's about to bend us over and put us with no grease because he wants to get paid. Okay. Oh, yeah. And uh, the only problem to... is, hey, yeah. I love what he does every folk when he's focused and locked in. He's one of the best. But, and I hate to bring this up, but his bipolar diagnosis scares the shit out of me. My bad. All right. <laughs> I mean, no. if he's not on his lithium, this dude, we don't know where the hell he's at. He's over here trying to beat up a left tackle. But anyway, that's why that's where I think Randy is either going to get franchise or he's going to get what he should get on the open market from us. And I don't think that's going to happen. We're not going to commit that money to him. So we don't have anything left to entice J-Ron. Dog, mm-hmm. J-Ron is not just going to get an offer from us. Everybody saw that tape. Okay, I don't. I don't see one fucking tight end that's touted as an All Pro get by this motherfucker. So, yup. I think he's about to go get paid, and that just scares me because when you were saying that, you're like, I'm like, you're right. What am I talking about? I don't want to pay Randy. I'm gonna let Demarcus. We're not gonna go into the draft with Basham and Dorrance as our bookends. We're not. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or at least Andreas? I hope not because I'd be scared as fuck. That's <laughs> the scary thing is you might. Yeah, uh, I know, and that's scary. Ain't as no telling but that brings J Ron. But then you're going to get an idea of what the mighty Quinn wants to do because I'll be scared, but I'm not going to be judging it like I would judge a move from Stephen Jones. I'll be sitting there like I'm teetering on the edge. I'm looking over the edge, and then here comes the pterodactyl to lift me up because he better get fucking signed. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this: since you, since uh, okay, uh, since we're talking about the DNs, uh, possibly or you know, possibly going into the draft um, without. Our our top tier DNs on our, on this team, you know what I mean, and and only going in there with with the guys of the likes of you know Basham and Ghostin having to kick out and and whatnot. But um, uh, Quinn Quinn is known to generate pass rush from anywhere and everywhere. Uh, does that settle settle y'all's mind a little bit? What what would what 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 if um what if they came out into the season and were like, okay, Micah is the left defensive end, Randy oh. franchise is the is the right defensive end. And yeah. we're done. What if, what if they say that? What did every, what would everybody feel like? Uh, I think you not... currently you currently have one linebacker on the roster. Then no, you're yeah. right. I got you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, they better they better they better somehow trade trade Amari Amari to go up and get Nicobe Dean and uh, uh, the linebacker Devin from Lloyd. Utah. Uh, so y'all Devin don't have Lloyd. any fa- yeah. y'all don't have any all pro faith in Luke Gifford? No, <laughs> no, no, man. man. <laughs> Francis Bernard and Francis Bernard, boy, they both out there, man. Let them guys go. They did, yeah, yeah. They didn't show anything, man. But yeah, man, I I think I did. If that's the case, man, I'm I'm trying to. I, I probably wait around 24 or something like that. Try to get back in and, and see if I Chad Mumba's available or something like that. All you know that I mean? talk so. about Jalen Smith and Luke Gifford showed me more than Jalen did. Ain't that a bitch? <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> no fucking kidding, dog. Hell yeah, hell yeah. All right, fellas. Well, hey, y'all heard it here on Talking Boys with the Boys. We just revamped this team right before your very ears. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But yeah, man. But all right, man. Well, let's move on, man. I want to start a new segment, and we're calling this the best and worst tweet of the weekend. I'm excited for where, this. Yeah, and it's where uh, uh, the homies, of course, the boys, come in along with our guest, and we go and just reach out there in, the, in Twitter land, in, in Twitter world, and we we, chirp, we, chirp. we pre- yeah we present the best and the worst tweet that we saw this weekend. And, yes. uh, yeah, we kind of discuss it. So, yeah, we're just going to run through them real quick. Andreas? All right, man. So the best tweet that I saw, it's uh, it was at Burgers and Blitzes. Everything uh-huh. about Kyler Murray is annoying. 
That's <laughs> it. Yes. Everything yeah, about Kyler Murray is yes. annoying. Yes, dog. Everything. Yes, everything about Kyler Murray is annoying, man. From here, from just just everything. Just just look at him. Just I'm not saying he's not talented. He's talented as hell, but he's not a leader. I hate his hair. He's short. No. He tries yes, to talk man. shit about about Texas. Come on, man! Just about the Cowboys. Remind you of a, a quarterback back in high school used to talk about himself in third person. Oh, oh, now we're going back. <laughs> that's right. That, sorry, Stevie that, J. We excluded you right there. My bad. Bro. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that, that's that's off the pod talk right there. Hell yeah. Uh, Hell yeah. Okay, and then the okay, and Mark's gonna hate this one. Let's just say that right now. Uh-uh. The worst tweet, and technically, this not from this weekend, but it was brought back up. So I'm gonna count it for this for 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 this time. Mm-hmm. At King James, keep talking about <laughs> keep talking about uh, my squad, our personal ages, the way he plays. He stays injured. We're past our time in this league, et cetera, et cetera. Do me one favor, please. And I mean, and he, he loves all caps. Please keep that same narrative energy, also big caps, when it begins. That's all I ask. Hashtag thank you. Yeah, LeBron, your trash. Begun, bro. Your trash ass Lakers are 27 and 33, ninth in the West. And I don't want to hear nothing from no LeBron fan. Literally, from the top to the bottom, this team is 100% put together by LeBron James. Palinka oh. and Jeannie Buzz didn't do one goddamn thing that didn't come without LeBron's approval. And that oh. team is straight doo-doo. So you want Jesus. us to keep the same energy? I'm keeping the same energy with your trash-ass team. Go ahead, stick around for your son. I don't care where you play. You ain't winning another ring. You're going to retire with four. Congrats. You're a top five player all time. I'm not saying you're not, but you ain't no goddamn goat. Okay. Uh, you all right, buddy? You good? Yeah. You I'm right? good, man. I'm good. I'm good. I think, I'm good. I think, I think, I think Jesus like out there for a minute. Like, I got to give him a starburst or some shit. Like, you know, I'm good. A, a, a pink one. A pink one. A pink one. Oh, a pink one. Man. I had a cherry ready for you, but I was going to. No, no, no. I, I need a pink one. Well, hey, let me give y'all let me give y'all the my best and worst tweet of the weekend, man. The worst tweet of the weekend, man. Some dude named at Buddha has a burner. I don't know who he is, man. I, I don't even follow him. I don't even know why he was on my shit. But he said after we talked about what uh, what we talked about in the first segment, what Micah had said, uh, giving the praise to Q and trying to find something uh, about Mike to say, he he jumped on the thing and said. And and he was talking to basically everybody on the podcast, even Stevie J. He was he said, "Y'all really working this hard on a Saturday to manufacture controversy?" Hey man, I don't know who you think we are, uh, trying to manufacture controversy. But hey, thank you, man. I, I just want to say I appreciate it. It was the worst the worst tweet, but also the most awesome tweet. Cause uh, if you feel like talking boys manufacture controversy, then I think we really made it, man. Shout out to the haters, man. Let's go. Well, that that falls that falls in the category. Uh, what is that category? Uh, uh, I don't know your name, but I bet you know mine, right? That's mm. right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that man. So shout it? out to that dude, whoever you are, man. Hey, you know what? If you're listening, then all I gotta say is, hey, thanks, man. I guess I guess hey, I, I, I guess we are I, somebody, we, man. <laughs> hey, we haven't arrived till we either create controversy or become somebody's quote unquote source. 
that I see you post this on Man Cave in it, man. But that boy Wedgebuster, <laughs> at Wedgebuster88, he uh, said, yes. moderately attractive girl tweets, I think I'm going to make a PB&J, and I quote, and then male followers, mm, love a woman who can cook. Damn, girl, <laughs> you be throwing down like that. Loves football and knows her way around the kitchen. Has to keep her. <laughs> then it says, hey, I'll eat the peanut butter right out of your ass, girl. <laughs> yes. That last one oh, gets man. me, dude. Hey, all hey. them simps out there, man. Hey, man. Hey, thank you for uplifting them hoes. Hey, dude, 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 stay so thirsty, dog. Like, hey, well, speaking on that, too, that dude Wedgebuster, he's from, uh, I think, Des Moines, Iowa. He said something about uh, us down here in Texas. One of his homeboys was making a comment about we, we look so cute and we, we can't take the cold. And uh-huh. I was like, uh-huh. I was like, wait, hold up, man. You know where I live? I live two hours away from the Mexican border. The humidity and the heat index will melt your bitch ass. Like, we, <laughs> we can't take the cold, bro. Like, you know what it's like to work, to be down here two hours away from the border, bro? He's yeah, like, well, it, yeah. gets hot. it gets hot up here, too. I was like, that shit's cute. Yeah. I'm, I'm jogging that shit with my shirt off. Yeah, <laughs> Hell no. Nah. Hey, real yeah, quick, true story. So my sister my uh, grew up here in Texas. But she's lived in Seattle since she was, you know, like 20 years old. Mm-hmm. So when it gets their version of hot up there, which is like 90, 95, it ain't nothing to her. Like, she's still Texas blood. It ain't nothing to her. <laughs> yep. She says, Andres, so many people up here, they freak out. Like, they go to the ER. They go to the emergency room. And I'm not what? trying to laugh at heat. I'm not trying to laugh at, like, at heat exhaustion. But come on, like 90 degrees. People are freaking out, bro. Like they are acting like it's like end of the world, dog. Dog, so South Texas yeah. fucking football. The end of the world as we dog, know it. basketball and football in South Texas. What are the the punishments they would use is keeping water from your ass? <laughs> <laughs> she true, says Texan, Texans would laugh at y'all twice. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Hey man, well. Can I can I can I just I'm gonna drop one more worst before before I, I go to Mark and, and Stevie J, man. Hey man, this this might have this might have been the word. And I came across it there at the end and I said, man, I gotta fit it in there, dog. At Cowboys Nation, not verified, but I guess they, they write for insidethestar.com. A guy named at Mario Tovar says I know exactly he wrote a whole is. article, a whole article, fellas, saying signing Marcus Mariota would give a Cowboys a true quarterback battle. <laughs> End quote. Yeah, he wrote a whole, I didn't open the uh I didn't open the the article uh to read it, but the, he tweeted that out and they tweeted that uh, out and then uh I don't, I don't know. That's got to be the worst. The hey, absolutely hey, before, worst. Before, hey, Andy Dalton's got a better arm than Dak too. <laughs> oh my hey, god. I, actually, this was going to be my worst tweet of the oh, week. Was it? Until, oh, my absolutely. Man. But I, I even took a screenshot of what it says in the article because, you know, you said you didn't read it, but it says Dak detractors might be thrilled to see their team bring in a legitimate quarterback to light a fire <laughs> under him. Oh, when, <laughs> listen, when healthy, Mariota can make things happen with his legs, especially in the red zone. Mariota's worst case scenario is that he doesn't win the starting job from Prescott, which is likely to happen. 
What in the? Uh, hey, okay, so that guy. Out of control, dude. He was a bit bored, right? Like so bored. Like, wow. Wait. Wow. Yeah, Either that, or he's behind on bills. Hey, hey man. Yeah. What is his day? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. They just—he got thrown out with the bathwater over and and fucking. <laughs> Mario Tovar, whoever you are, my oh, guy. I are. want what you're smoking, my guy. I want what you're smoking. <laughs> I don't. It made his ass fucking damn near retarded. No, I don't want. That. <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to use the R word. That wasn't very PC. I'm sorry. That was wrong. Yee, no way. All right. All right. Stevie J, what else you got, man? Okay, so I was going to go with that until the Stephen Jones interview. Uh-huh. And <laughs> we, which we've talked a lot about, but we didn't even get to this part where Stephen uh-huh. Jones, Stephen uh-huh. Jones disagrees with how the Rams went about their player personnel. <laughs> who, oh, by the way, God. won the Super Bowl, might I add. How do you disagree? <laughs> If anything, it, look, you can't disagree, Stephen. They won it all. They did <laughs> one thing that you're supposed to do. You can't be like, well, I think that uh, this all-in strategy, we could do some things, but that'll cause problems down the road. But you would win the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> what do you? Is it that that's like stupid shit, Stevie J? The like, dumbest see, thing. Seriously. Look, that yeah. would be like that'd be like me, Steven Johnson, going up to Jeff Bezos and being like, "Look, here's where we went wrong, cuz you know this just <laughs> you can't do that for real, dog. For real, you can't do that, cuz oh, so yeah. bad. Say, bro, this is what you know. Amazon's a good idea, but this but, is what's that, right? But you know what? <laughs> You're like, yeah, good for you, but you missed something. Isn't yeah. that the ultimate, Let, like, isn't that the ultimate Jones thing to do? Like, oh, I mean, God, yes. No, we wouldn't do oh it like that. God. They want they want it all. I mean, last show we were talking, CBJ, last show we were talking about, I, I gave the question, Did you would you take Aaron Rodgers next year for a Super Bowl win, and then he leaves, he's done, he retires, you don't have a quarterback, or you take Dak for the next five years and we see what we're going to do. Everybody to a man was going, shit, I'm taking the Super Bowl. Steven Jones would have been like, I wonder what Dak could do in that third or fourth year, though. Yeah, man. <laughs> Ridiculous, man. Yeah, man. That, yeah, that, that hey, killed me on it. Yeah. I, I thought this was a great tweet, though. Here's my good one. All right. This was uh, Andrew Hawkins. Y'all remember him? Uh, yeah, Cincinnati yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Slot receiver. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He tweeted out. There you go. My second year in the league, wild card versus the Texans. I got so sick, 102 temperature. I had to switch rooms so I wouldn't get A.J. Green sick. All this time, I was thinking, I'm going MJ flu game on them. I ended up with two catches for 15 yards, a fumble, and we lost. That's the coolest thing, man. Like, that's, that's, that's humble and hilarious. But he's like that, though, Doug. That's why he has a career, though, right now, Stevie J. Oh, you know, my God. Hawkins is like that. I love Hawk, man. Even when he oh, was that was so Hulk. funny. And and when he was on that show, you could see his personality. You know what I mean? And then, you know, fucking Jesse, dumbass, won it all. But um, for mine, Doug, like, for my best and worst tweet comes in the same tweet. All right? And it has to do with the Cowboys. I just – we kind of uh, uh, touched on it a little bit, but I'm going to come with something – so Cowboys fan talk, this dude said, uh, will Sammy Fuhoko contribute this year for the Cowboys? If Coop is gone and Gallup leaves, he better. Okay. 
So the first part of that is is we already answered some of that. That's why it was intriguing to me. The best the best to it is Sammy Fioco and thinking yeah. a different standpoint, coming up with a different idea, not going, I can't wait to get Jojo, you know, Juju Schuster and get, you know, this, that, and the third. Not saying stupid shit like that because understanding where the Cowboys are coming from, that we try to fix in-house even if it doesn't make sense. The second part to that is the worst. If Coop is gone and Gallup leaves, he better. Are you serious? <laughs> nah, man. And you're going to get a little different expectation than that, man, because he might catch a drag route coming somewhere, coming across the middle or a slant or something, but he better – just go ahead and try to get on the field, not try to contribute if Gallup and fucking Amari aren't there. We got different expectations and different problems if both of them ain't there. So my mm-hmm. best and worst come from the same point. And I just wanted to kind of glean into it a little bit, not not jump on too many people. But dog, this shit was really good on this segment, man. We, we definitely keep this shit <laughs> And there you have it, y'all. The best and worst tweets of the weekend. Hey, yes, I'm talking boys with the boys, man. Yeah, dog. Well, y'all, man, we've been on here for over an hour, dog. Stevie J, man, always a pleasure to have you on, my guy. This yes, is sir. our dude right here. This is Stevie J, baby. Stevie J, TPN. Hey, let them know where they can find you, my guy. Stevie J, PTX on Twitter. Hell yeah, and everybody hey, and out I, there I promise that. y'all it's a good follow. I promise y'all. Man, the dude's oh, a great definitely. follow, man. Definitely one of the boys. For sure, mm-hmm. man. Hey, well, y'all know where y'all can find me at, dog. I am at Hoptaville on Twitter, dog. Always repping Talking Boys with the boys. Always putting us out there in your motherfucking face, whether you like it or not. Hey. Yeah. And you know you can find me, man. Mark D at Mark D's Corner. I'm always working my corner. I mean, I'm always <laughs> trying to get information out there. And, you know, every once in a while, I might talk a little. Well, probably every day talk some shit. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and you can't find me on Facebook because I'm fucking banned for a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> oh, that, that band life. That band you can life. find me. Yes, sir. <laughs> you can find me at that boy Dreezy. I'm always down to clown, and as always, mm-hmm. G's up, hoes down. There hey, everybody out there, thank you for rocking with talking boys with the boys. I holla. Yo. Woo.